Kingdom Center broadcast. We are so excited uh, for you being able to tune into this broadcast, to stream in by social media. Uh, those on YouTube Live, again, we ask you to click like and subscribe. We have a goal that we are trying to meet, and we appreciate you helping us meet that goal. Now, those are on our television broadcast, uh, we do invite you. You're free to come and worship with us, to study with us. We're non-denominational, non-traditional, non-religious. Uh, a group of people who love the Father Elohim and love the original truth and love the original language that the Father spoke to us in when he gave us his word by way of the Holy Spirit speaking to the writers that wrote it. Now, we're going to uh, deal with something uh, tonight uh, that's... I'm excited about it this evening, you know, and it's a part of our Fight for the Family series. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit, how important it is for us to get to know him, how necessary it is for us to be able to uh, fellowship with him because he'll grow us up. He'll influence us with the kingdom of heaven that we can impact the earth. But we're going to deal with um, our nations and any nation's number one need, and that is a father or fathers. Our national need is not, national need is not money, is not medicine, uh, is not gun control, is not uh, drugs, uh, uh, controlling drugs, is not uh, uh, getting rid of poverty. All of that is there because of one foundational pattern being missing, and that is the father. So when we get into this, uh, we're not bashing men, we're not running you down, but we need to get to the point that we understand that we need to come up to Elohim standard and not expect him to come down to our ours and accept it. You know, and that's where you got the all-inclusive doctrine that's out here right now. You know, everybody's okay. You know, God accept you as you are and stuff like that. Well, that's telling him how he is going to relate to us. In essence, he have already set the standards and it's not him coming to us. It's us coming to him. So that's what we're really going to look at tonight, and that is the need of the nation that is fathers. Now, uh, ladies, you know, don't, don't get, you know, don't get, you know, don't get, you all right. Uh, we're going to get to you, but we got to get this foundation straightened out. And why I'm saying that, we already prayed, and I want to uh, make this point, and you, you can write, write this down if you want to, uh, relative uh, to fathers. I got some points here that's going to be very important that you get it, and some stats as well. Now... <clears throat> Here's some stats, just some facts on fathers. And I'm going to give you the definition of father, what a father is, and describe it. And let me go and say this up front, that any old dog, a stray dog out on the street, can get another female dog pregnant and have babies. That's the puppy's father, <laughs> but that don't mean that's the puppy father, you know, if you let me say it like that. Same way with men. Any man have the capacity to get a woman pregnant that still don't qualify him as the father that we are talking about. It only qualify him as the father who released the seed in the womb of the woman and a child came forth. But when you look at the word for father, when we give it to you, you're going to see what I'm talking about then. Now, no one can replace, let's say, a biological father in terms of procreation, in terms of that child coming from the seed of that man went in the womb of that woman. But however, there's more to a father than just having babies. That's one problem we got right now. So let's look at some of these facts right, right here. High quality, uh, a higher quality father-daughter relationship is a protective factor against engagement in risky sexual behavior. And you see the source here, National Fatherhood Initiative. A what? High quality father-daughter relationship is a protective factor against engagement in risky sexual uh, behavior. So what it's telling us here is a father in relationship to us, their daughters actually is a insulator or a protector uh, relative to their daughter and preventing her from engaging in risky behavior relationship. Now, I know in our county, here in Shelby County, Tennessee, uh, Memphis, Shelby County, Tennessee, the STD rates are off the chart. The teen pregnancy is out of control. Uh, single parent homes over 70%. So that's telling us something uh, relative to how uh, women, men don't have the babies a woman do. And a woman cannot have a baby unless she permit somebody to drop seed in her. So we got to look at this. So, you know, we're looking at 
the foundational problem, but we also got to look at some of the results or consequences of that. Now, I'm going to give you another one here. It's just the facts. Here we go. Allowing new fathers to be involved in caring for their child in the first days of a child's life can have positive long-term benefits. And these are some, some, just some secular stats that we're sharing with you. And when we get to the uh, kingdom concepts and the kingdom stats, you will see. Now, anytime the secular or the worldly, uh, worldly uh, people out here, or you can say those who are not ambassadors of the kingdom haven't been born again, uh, when they are saying that we got a national problem relative to fathers, then you know the house is about burned down. Holy Spirit been telling us this for ages, but now the world is coming out and saying, hey, y'all, we got a problem. We got a serious, serious problem. As I was saying before, it's not the drugs is not number one. Poverty is not number one. All of that is there because of the lack of a father being in place. Here's another one. There are uh, two million single father households. It means some fathers are actually uh, have uh, custody of their children and are raising them. But watch, look at this right here. Versus 10 million single mother households in the U.S. And that's, that's off the chart. That's something wrong there. You seeing that? Okay, a uh, whole lot more stats, but just, just a couple things I want to share with you. Here's another one. Uh, the number of children with, in, with an incarcerated father grew 79% between 1991 and 2007, and the majority of those incarcerated fathers are black Americans. Black Americans, uh, when the, uh, what was it, 18, uh, 6, 18, 65, Civil War, and they said that they let the black Americans free. Well, let me tell you something. The incarceration of black Americans then and now is the, at the same rate. It has not changed. And if you do the population, the amount of people, uh, uh, the population of blacks, the population of whites then, you look at the population of blacks and the population of whites in America now, nothing has changed. So I had to put that in there. Now these are some stats, secular stats. Isn't, we haven't gotten to the scripture and things like that yet. So that is telling us that we got a huge problem. Now when you look at drugs and and uh, 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 crimes being committed, uh, sexual immorality, all of this stuff, most people that are involved in these type of lifestyle are a result of a fatherless home, okay? So that'll shake you up a little bit. Okay, now, the problem is that fathers are absent. And when you go in and check it out for yourself, you will find so many stats and other information that's out here that's gonna tell us that we have a problem and the root of the problem is a lack of fathers in the lives of the children and in terms of being dual parent homes, okay? So we're gonna look in the Hebrew now. We're gonna look at the Hebrew language and the language is gonna tell us <clears throat> what happens with father present and it's gonna validate what secular uh, professional behavioral specialists and psychologists and psychiatrists are dealing with right now, this fatherless thing. We're going to look at it. So what happened with fathers at present? We got seven things up here. Dysfunctional families, uh, sex, sexual immorality, drugs, people addicted on drugs, murder, abortion, high crime, poverty, and corruption. All of this stuff is here, and the root of it is it would be, uh, tie back to the absence of a father. So now, let's look at the Hebrew word for anger. And I'm going to take a sip here. Let's look at the Hebrew word for anger. Now, you see at the top, we got the spelling for the word av, uh, father, which is av in the Hebrew. Aleph, biyet. That spells father. Now, Yud, uh, Olive Yud, anytime you see Olive Yud, it actually is asking a question relative to where or is giving us the reason a condition is there is because of something. It's a Hebrew key that you really need to get a hold to. When you see an Olive Yud spelled together in a word, it's, it's a Yud means the creative power of the hand of the Father. So the father's hand, and in the uh, ancient uh, pictorial language, 
uh, I'm gonna get that word, uh, that, that really the African word, because hieroglyphic is a Greek word, but that original word uh, for those writings that they were used to spare the language and write the language out is, is, is the pictures of hand. So this olive yud is telling us that the father's hand is demanding an answer or the father's hand is letting us know this condition is here because something is absent. Y'all getting it? Now, I know y'all hear us teach. Y'all been through the classes and stuff like that. You know, others haven't, but you all have, so you know where I'm coming from. So if you're really going to be a student of the word, you need to get this key. When you see that olive you is asking a question or a demand is being required of the father telling us that, listen, because something is missing, where is it? He know where it is, but he's telling us something is missing because something is missing. You got this situation that's going on. So you got Aleph, Yud, Biet, spells anger or hatred. Hatred, uh, you see it right here? Ayah, it means anger, hatred, to be hostile, uh, to treat as an enemy. Now, how many young men and how many young women that you know that hate their biological fathers? I'm just going to say that because... When you look at the word meaning for father, just because you got a baby don't make you a father. Y'all catching it? Now, you got guys in prison. They hate their father. Uh, I was listening to one uh, sexual behavior specialist, and he counseled people, or a couple of them. He said the same thing. Um, he was counseling this young man. The young man was a homosexual. He was a gay man. And he said he watched his, his mother had a different man in the house every other day. So out of seeing that and being so hurt by it, he hate women because of his hatred for his mother and the pain he felt seeing her, you know, living a lifestyle like that. So he hate women. You know, he went to men and, and homosexual. Actually, the stats been there and I heard someone else talk about this once was qualified as a what mental illness, you see, and no one is born out of order like that. People are hurt, hurt, they are damaged, they are molested, they are raped, they see their parents doing things, see their father out of order, out of position, see the mother out of order, out of position, and they go through a uh, traumatic emotional uh, damage, what they go through, and then now they mixed up and they get uh, confusion relative to their sexual identity. Then another one said, he counseled a young lady, and the young lady said all she saw was men abusing her mother. That's all she saw. The man that was in the house that was supposed to be a father that wasn't a father. That's why a man can be in the house that don't qualify him as a father relative to the kingdom concepts. Saw, saw his father just abuse her mother all the time, abuse other women. So she hate men. So, of course, that makes her a what? A lesbian because now she like women. You understanding this? So even when you look at uh, the homosexual community, most of them out there, they admit to it. They were hurt by their father primarily saw their mother do some things because of the absence of their father, and, that, and it uh, uh, released itself in sexual immorality, on drugs, uh, murder, abortion, high crime, poverty, corruption. Now we got all this stuff going on out here. And if you look at the word, the word will tell us this stuff is here because of what? The absence of a father. Young men and young women are angry at their father whether he was there or not there. Most of the guys in prison, I worked prison ministry for 10 years, they didn't have a father. Now watch this right here. Before the family was redefined, the father was already redefined, and most people didn't see it. They didn't catch it. They didn't catch it at all. Now this, this is gonna, gonna hit you right here. Didn't catch it at all. Now, of course, we know that law governs culture. We know this. Law governs culture. Right now, in America and other countries, uh, a man can marry a man legally. Is that correct? A woman can marry, can marry a woman legally. So now that's part of the culture of the nation. You are understanding it? Now you can fight all you want to. Well, I'm going to do this and I'm not going to hire nobody, a homosexual and all this kind of stuff. It don't mean nothing because it's legal and it's part of the culture. And here is where ambassadors need to understand how important we are 
in the earth in terms of colonizing the earth with the culture of the place of heaven. And in the place of heaven, that's illegal. No way, shape, form, or fashion is it legal for a man to be with a man or a woman to be with a woman. But prior to that happening, you know what happened first? Uh, Superfly. In the black American neighborhood, Superfly. Y'all remember Superfly, right? Superfly was many a young men hero or player player. Uh, men joking, you know, and bragging about how many women they had. And men telling their sons, well, son, you know, it's okay uh, for you to have sex as long as you use a condom. Yeah, 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 that's my boy there, man. See, you got two or three of them, man. Yeah, that's my son there, man. He kicking it. He got them girls crazy about it. All of that stuff was going on all the time. You felt like you wouldn't, you wouldn't be popular in school unless you had a girlfriend and had a, another girlfriend and had another girl. You had to have more than one because if you was one girl, they call you green or square. Y'all seeing this? You know, in the barbershop, what men talking about? Women and this, that, and all. Oh, yeah, boy, man, I saw and so this. It was right there before I faced father being redefined. The foundation of the family being redefined right before our eyes. And many of us grew up in that atmosphere, in that culture, that if you did not have a girl, girlfriend, you was either green, and back then they say you was a punk. Did they not? I know they call it gay now, but that's what they said back then. And the girls. If she wasn't dating a young man, then something was wrong with her. At the age of 16, prom night, many young girls gave her virginity away. And many did it before then. Or if you didn't, wasn't doing that and sexual living a lifestyle of sexual immorality, then you weren't very popular. Now, it was like that when I grew up back in the 70s. Now, you know how crazy it is today. So all of that took place in terms of the father, who a father was, being redefined. Of course, you know, laws were passed, and the government helped get black fathers out of the home. They would give the women welfare and give them checks, as long as they went to the house, and what? Was no man around. Am I correct? The men been, been locked up. See, all, if you really check the record, there have been more programs, there are, have been, and there still is more programs to help women, but none for men. What has happened to the men? The men have been what? Locked up. You got this program for women, that program for women, that program for women. You got a special classification in our city for white women. They got a special classification in terms of getting business. Then our male said he is out to help black women or women in business establish their business. Ain't nobody helping the men, though. What are they doing to the men? Locking them up, putting them in jail. Go down to uh, uh, on, on uh, Adams Street and go down to Juvenile Court and see what's going on down. And my wife said she went down the other day, almost got sick. I mean, last time I was down, I whipped somebody. It's, it's terrible, the amount of hatred, arguments. They argue down the hall. Oh, you can't see this, baby, unless you pay that child support. Oh, that's what I saw. I paid the child. You know, all this stuff going on. You got... Uh, Juvenile uh, crimes being committed. It's just so much crazy stuff going on. And it all can be traced back to this one number one national need, and that is the need for fathers. All right. Now, let's move on. Let's look at this. Here are three things I want to share with you. Now, the father uses fathers to build a nation. And fathers need to understand this. See, it's bigger than what we are. Now, the enemy know all about this, but we need to know about this. The father uses fathers. I'm not negating the mothers, but I'm going to just stick with the word and stick with the concepts of the kingdom and stick with the way that the heavenly father did stuff. See, women are really not the problem. A lot of women are the way they are because of the absence of a father. Y'all catching it? And that mother that wasn't a mother to that daughter or that son, she didn't have a pattern or didn't have a relationship with her father. So when you get through it, it's gonna, you're going to trace it. Actually, if you want to uh, troubleshoot something, or, you know, if you, um, what do you do? Uh, IT specialists, y'all trace stuff down and troubleshoot, and, you know, even in, in construction, you know, uh, building. You know, I'm a great problem solver. 
that solved problems. All right. So um, if you're going to really get, get your problem, the answer to your problem, or get it fixed, you got to trace it to the what? Boy, somebody, I'm going to buy somebody a car in here. Somebody really listening. You got to trace it to the what? To the source. So now you see what I mean when I say that even though that woman is not a mother, you know, telling her daughter to uh, go on and, uh, you know, be friendly to that man, uh, he's going he gonna to pay some bills for us. And they do that. Uh, I want you to go down the street and get me some beer and then stop by so-and-so house, you know, and just do, you know, just whatever you want you to do, you just do it uh, and bring $500 back with you. Or it's prom night, so get half buck naked and you just have a great time. Make sure you use a condom. You just as bad. Just as bad. Or you see her go out the house dressing like a stripper. Ooh, you look so good. Ooh, girl, this. Ooh, ain't, ain't no difference. Now, she is like that because of an absence of a father. So you got to go back to the source, and the source of all humankind is who? The male man, the father. Because one, uh, uh, one word for father is source. In the Hebrew, it's Av, Aleph Bet. The first two letters of Hebrew, Aleph Bet, spell father. Aleph means strong or strength or leader of a community uh, or a family. And then the Bet means family or what's inside or the power or what's going on inside of a person is going to be sourced from the father. Y'all seeing this now? The father is the source. So, you know, brothers don't get mad at me, get glad and happy with me. I'm going to help you out. And later, just hold on. You, you got your help coming. So fathers, the father uses fathers to build a nation. But the thing about it is what we need to understand that we are the source for nations. All right. Number two, fathers are the what? Number two, fathers are the what? Notice I didn't say the head of the family. That's what's wrong. Got the wrong head stuck up in the family. You know, you want to be out front and not on the bottom supporting things. You know, these days, women are paying men. You know, your fingernails softer than hers is. She out cutting yard and you watching TV. What is that? Fathers are the foundation, because if you look at that, that uh, ancient picture for the letter Bet, it looks like a pattern. It's a tent or a house, but if you look at it, the ancient picture, it looked like a pattern. Y'all catching this? So fathers are the foundation. And you know what a pattern is. Before you build the house, you got to draw it out on what we call plans. Plans will reveal the foundation and the structure that's going to support the house. You got a foundation plan. You got a flow plan. You got an elevation. You got electrical plans. You got mechanical plans. You got plumbing plans. You got uh, low voltage plans for your security. I mean, it's really sophisticated now. You got all these plans, that house, the vision of that house is documented on that plan. So the vision for mankind is documented in the source, the male man, the father. It's all in there. I'm going to show it to you in a minute. So fathers are the foundation. Now, if you don't pay attention to the foundation and go ahead and build this beautiful three-story house with the spiral stairs in it and the marble walls and the huge 18-inch round pillars in it. Man, you just got it laid out. You got an aquarium upstairs, with, uh, you know, sitting in the center of the balcony, and this stair come up that way, that way, four levels spiral up. You got this big aquarium. You can look up and see fish and all. Man, this house is awesome. But they didn't pay attention to detail to the foundation, plans and foundation. Somebody poured the wrong uh, stress uh, for cement. You know, uh, you got 3,500, 4,000, 5,000 that'll handle more stress the how the number is. But the plan called for, let's say, for instance, 5,000 PSI on the cement. They went for 2,500, cutting cones. The plan called for a dial to be in there, which is a circular rebar cage built with other rebar going in it to support those corners. They didn't put the rebar in there. The plans called for steel to go in so the concrete could have something to connect to to hold itself together. They didn't put that in there. The foundation, you see it? Now, you what? That house get built. A month later, you see cracks in the wall. A month and a day later, a flow is unlevel. It's cracked, you know. Three days later, you see a, a crack in the corner. You know what's happening? The house 
is crumbling because the foundation is improper. The foundation was not built according to plan to support that house. No family, a family is no greater than the foundation. No greater. You can't build a family off a weak foundation. <clears throat> I, think, I think it's kind of quiet. Fathers are a foundation and what? Root of what? Families and nations. You can cut the limbs off of a tree and not touch the root. The limb is going to grow back. You're catching this? You can cut the tree down and not cut the root. That tree is going to grow back. Y'all catch that? So what is it telling us? See, the root come from the seed. The seed come from the male man. So the male man has to be rooted in the proper training and have a pattern to follow because that family is the, the tree it is what grows from the root. Y'all see it? We are the foundation and the root of the family. The family is going to be stable based on the condition of the root, whether the root is deep, grow out far enough, and whether what is the source of the roots. Now here's Tehillim. Tehillim 101 says what? Blessed is the who? Man, that's anybody, but we're talking about the male man now. Blessed is a man that walk not in the what? Counsel of the, of the ungodly, this net mess being talked in the barber shop, nor stand it uh, uh, in the way of the sinner, nor sit it in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the Torah, the teaching instructions of Yahweh, in the teaching and instructions of the word. He meditate day and night. You can't meditate day or night playing the game all night. Or at the pool hall, or at the park, or watching TV, or making, you know, booty calls. No, that meditate in the word day and night, and the scripture say he shall, or the person shall be like a what? Tree planted by what? The rivers of water. Y'all catch that? We know those rivers talking about the spirit, the Holy Spirit, the governor, the Holy Spirit in the earth. So if a man, male man, is rooted in the Holy Spirit and in the word, his family have the opportunity to go through whatever come against them. Something may hit one of those family members pretty hard, but they'll come back. Why? Because of root. You, you catching it? That's why it's so important for children to stay connected to their fathers. And I'm going to describe father because most don't qualify other than being the seed bearer or the one who put the seed in the womb and the lady had the baby. Y'all catching this? Are you, you with me? And you can see why. Now, Satan knows this. The old serpent knows this. And his main agenda is to get the kids disconnected from the root. Because if they disconnect from the root, they have no nourishment. There is nothing to sustain them and bring them back. Y'all seeing this? That vital is very important. All right? Fathers are the source and the seed of families and nations. So it's just three points I want to move on. So we need to understand it, and we're going to look at some things about source and seed. The word father, one of the meanings for the word fathers is source. You want to fix a problem, go to the what? Source. All those things we just mentioned, things we see going on, the culture has redefined fathers based on that happening without it even being legalized. Then you came and redefined families. Now two women are recognized as being a family. Two women cannot, I say again, cannot be a father to those children. Two men cannot be a father to those children. They can't do it. But because both of those men are out of order. And anything that's out of order spiritually relative to the Father in heaven have a stamp on them saying not in use, out of order. You can't use it. Now, let's look at this. Uh, those three points, fathers are the uh, sources of nations, fathers out of foundation. You understand? So let's look at this from scripture. Now let's, let's look at Adam first. Adam first. Adam was the first source of nations in the earth. The first source of nations in the earth. Now in Bereshit 2.15 Then Yahweh Elohim took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. 
Now, this word 10 in the Hebrew, you see it as Hebrew word abad. You see that? Notice they didn't translate this as slave. But you got other passages that use this word and translate it as slave. And it's not a correct meaning. It doesn't apply to a person being a slave. That's the last thing that the Holy Spirit was talking about. But you see how, how the scriptures, the, uh, the real meaning been lost through translations. So this word, ibad, it means to serve or to be a servant is what it's translated as. You can look in the scripture personal lexicon at each one of these Hebrew letter words and get the valuable meaning out of it. So you look at the word abad, ein, beyet, daulet. Y'all see that? Ein means what? Vision. He told him to tend the garden. How are you going to do it? You're going to have to do what? Or actually, garden is a place of order, talking about the family and producing families and nations in the earth. So in order to do this, he had to have vision. And the father gave him vision. And that vision that he had was on the inside of him. And that vision that he had on the inside of him, but yet, talking about the inside, the pattern, remember pattern, but yet, pattern, the vision, the pattern that he could see was as a result of that daulet, and that means having access to the authority of the kingdom of heaven government. So he told Adam, I put a pattern, a vision on the inside of you that is a direct imprint of the kingdom of heaven. Y'all seeing it? You take this vision that you get from the place, the kingdom of heaven, and I want you to cause this garden to grow, this place of order to go and spread. I want you to produce and multiply and increase the earth with other spirit beings and physical bodies in this earth based on this pattern that I place on the inside of you. You seeing it now? All right. Now, Let's look at the next word that's critical here to understand it. Uh, they're written, Adam was the source, Adam. He was the source. Adam, Aleph, Dalet, Mim. Uh, Aleph means first. Aleph, one of the means for Aleph is first. And then Dalet, Mim spells blood in the Hebrew. So Adam was the father's first blood in the earth. The blood of the father in heaven, in the earth, the source. Now, this word, keep, is the Hebrew word, Shema. Shema, Shin, Mim, Resh. All right. Now, uh, the basic meaning of this root is to exercise great care over. Now, he placed him eastward in Eden, right, in a garden. That, and that garden was what? An open heaven. Place him in the presence of an open heaven, heaven being connected to earth. All the order, the structure, the command, the laws that govern heaven was available to him, in him, and connected to him. Y'all catching this? All right. Now, in a garden, it denotes order. It denotes uh, purpose. It denotes a plan. The garden is different from your front yard. There's grass, weeds, everything out there, correct? But when you plant a garden, you got a specific intent in mind. You place you, uh, spe uh, specific fruit or vegetables out there that you want to grow. You don't just throw anything out there, right? So get, get, to get a natural garden out of your mind and get a place of order in your mind. That place of order was a direct reflection of the kingdom of heaven. So he said the root is to exercise great care over. You can say to pastor. Secondly, it expresses the careful attention. Now watch this. To be paid to the obligations of a covenant, to laws, statutes, etc. Y'all seeing this? The first thing that Elohim did was commanded Adam. He didn't ask him nothing. He commanded him. Y'all catching this? So men need to understand this, that we are command-orientated, or we were built to receive and carry out commands. Y'all catching this? All right? Now, here's the other one. The third ramification is to take care of, guard, and guard or to protect. Now, I got couple of words down here to bring out the meaning from the Hebrew letter words. Now, Shin Mim spells the Hebrew, in the Hebrew, Shin Mim spells name. And Hebrew language, 70% consists of other sub-word, Hebrew words within it. Shin Mim spells name. You seeing this? Now, what do name make reference to? He said, I want you to take this vision that's in you, that's in you as a result of you being connected to the, to the heavenly vision that you have on the inside of you. And I want you to take this vision, and this is how I want you to manage and rule the earth 
And I also want you to take my name, Shin Mim, my name, my reputation, my character, my honor, and this is how you're going to rule. Because Resh means a prince or ruler. Shema, y'all seeing it now? The prince name. I want you to operate with my name in the earth, my authority in the earth, my influence in the earth. Y'all catch this right here? And of course, you know, Shem means to what? Provide a provider of what? Peace and protection relative to a person and action. It also means to consume or to destroy. Who have the authority and power to consume and destroy everything? The Father does. You see this? And then Mim is spiritual power. Spiritual power. Then Resh, of course, means to rule or a prince. So you, you see how it all ties together? So Adam, the first source, was to do what? Take the visions on the inside of you. And I want you to take my name and make my name established in this place. So when I look in the earth, I see my character, my honor, what I represent. When I look in the earth, I see me. When I look at you, I see me. Man, I'm getting chills now. Hallelujah. So this is what men need to understand. We are still the source. So now the question is, when he look at us, I said I don't want to get loud. Y'all better watch your body. Can he see his name on us? When other people see us, can he, they see the Father's name on us, his character, his reputation, what he is, what he represents. Yeshua said, when you see me, you see the Father. Didn't he say that? I said, didn't he say that? So when he, when he look at me, can he see himself? When my wife look at me, can she see the Father? When your children look at you, can they see the Father? Hmm. Now that's Adam. Mm -hmm. I think I'm a tomb. Let's look at Abram. Let's look at uh, after Adam failed, declared declaration of independence against. Now see, when he, when he did that, he cut off the access door to the vision. The pattern was messed up now. Now he got a marred pattern. He got some plans that's messed up now. So everything that come from him is what? Messed up now. Y'all catching this? So the entire human race is messed up because of the source was messed up. That's why the father had to send another source. He had sent a last Adam. <laughs> you see it? And that source was Yeshua. He said, when you see me, you see the father. Did he not? Now let's look at Abram, uh, Abraham. Genesis 12, 1 through 3. Now, Yahweh said to Abram, he didn't change his name yet, get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house. I want you to get out. You got to come out of this culture and what you tied up into. And I want you to go to land. I'm going to show you land. As long as he was with his father, he was going to be his father's, uh, be an inheritor, inheritor of what his father had. And he was going to pattern his life just like his father did. So his father was messed up. Now the father need to get a father that he can make a covenant with so he can get some stuff straightened up. From your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a what? Great what? Somebody say nation. See, man, you need to understand it's not just, it's not just about you paying the bills and having a baby and having a wife. Nations come out of you. And if we can just take the limits off our mind, we'll be more accountable, more responsible, have more value for ourselves, love ourselves more, find out who I am, so that I can understand my purpose in the earth is not just this little thing I see right now. The Father's looking at me to bring nations for. We, we possess the seed. Seed, nations is, is in one seed. One seed. I forgot how many million sperms, is it in the million count sperms I release? That amount of sperm is released, and you can look at this. The Father's going to make sure that one of them make it. Don't but one get in them. But you see the stats there? He said, listen, you're so important. I release a million sperm to make sure one make it to his destination. Glory. He said, I make a great nation. Make, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. Make your name. You see it? Make your name what? There it is. Shem. Make your name great. And you shall be a what? Blessing, not a curse. You understand? I will bless those who do what? He ain't got to fight nobody. 
you ain't got to beg nobody. <laughs> Just find out who you are and the people who bless you will be blessed. If anybody got a second grade education, if they tied into somebody and sowing into them and being blessed as a result of being around them, they're going to in turn bless them back. You catching it now? That's why I be teaching my sons that are mentoring. Uh, listen, you got to operate. It's a principle. When you are blessed and the one that are blessing you, bless them back. Because you know what's going to happen? The father going to bless you because you did what? Bless them. <laughs> Don't be daddy, give me, give me, give me. And daddy, what I can get? Daddy, what can I give you, give you, give you? And daddy, what you need? You understand? Because we put ourselves in a position for the father to bless us. It's a principle. It's a kingdom principle. Let's keep reading here because I know people take it and misuse it. He said, I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will do what else? Anybody put their mouth on you, don't fight them. I will handle them. <laughs> Woo! Now that take away some stress, doesn't it? Now you want to jump on You got to jump on Anybody curse you, he, the father said, I'll curse them. And then you all the what? Families of the earth, every nation in the earth, shall be what? Blessed. You see that? Now, imagine Abram listening to this. What? what? Who, me? Man, this is, this, 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 I, I, man, I don't know. I, you know, put yourself in that spot. Holy Spirit just talked to you and said, listen, I'm going to take you and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to do stuff. Uh, you're going to do things no one ever have done in this earth. You're going to turn nations up. You're going to do that. You'll be sitting there like, I think I need a drink. <laughs> or somebody put some in my drink. Let's look at this one right here. Now, let me go back there. No, I didn't move. Let's go back. Let me go back. Let me point out something. You see, I got Abram, Abram, and Abraham. You see that? Now, his name was Abram here. And he was still submitted to his wife. His wife was the leader of the family in this stage in his life. He was henpacked, jellybacked, you know, whatever his wife wanted. She ran the show, did what she wanted to do, how she wanted to do it. Baby, whatever you want, I'll do it. <laughs> you know, I mean, he get out the door, he better be calling back, texting back. You know, he better be at home a certain time. He couldn't really go do nothing, couldn't start nothing, because he had to be in a face 24-7. That was Abram. But notice, he made a promise to him, didn't he? That means if the father give us a promise, he got a plan to get us in a position to receive it. And how he did it, he changed his name to Abraham. Let me show you this right now. You see, uh, Olive Bet Resh Mim is spelling for Abram. Olive Bet spell father. Y'all seeing that? Resh is ruler, and then Mim is denoting the spiritual power that is going to be revealed. Spiritual power, because the Mim is closed, meaning it's a secret. See, it's something going, it's something in this man, but it haven't came out yet. It's really going to come out, and the promise is going to come forth when he opened that womb up in that Mim and change some things. See, there are secret identities that's on the inside of us that we still need to discover, special men. That's why the scripture said, a man can't love his wife unless he first do what? See, a man cannot love his wife unless he first love him who? Love himself. And this is a key to women. Pray that your husband find out who he is. He need to find out who he is. Holy Spirit, deal with him. Talk to him. Show him who he is. Instead of, well, where you at and where you going? And I need some time and I need this. And just all sobbing, and wobbing and need it. No, get on your knees. If he find out who he is, you'll be all right. That's the key. You catching it? All right, now. All right, and then, uh, so you see what, and then Abraham, Abraham, he, what he did, you see the olive, bed, resh, what the father did, he put a high in between the resh and the mim. Now, this high is two letters that spell, in, that's used to spell Yahweh. Yud hai vav hai, or yud hai vav hai. So, hey, so he took the first and third letter of his name and put it in Abram's name. You see that? So he changed it. He changed his name. That's where the covenant that's where the concept comes from. When a woman gets married, she take on her husband's name. Because her husband is a father-husband to her. The father wanted a father that he can take and bring a nation out of. Before he can get him to that place in his mind, he had to put something in him that came from him. The second, but yet, the letter two come from Biet, what's on the inside, 
And then the third letter, what? Yud, hi, ba. Yud, hi, ba, hi. Yud, hi, ba. The second and the fourth, I'm sorry. The second and the fourth. And then, watch this now. So you got the second is be yet, right? He had to put a pattern in, in it. You seeing it? All right, now y'all already had, I mean, excuse me, hi, hi, mean to reveal. Let me slow down, I'm getting happy. Let's go with this. He put the hi, added it, inserted it in between one, two, the third, and the fourth letter word of the spelling of Abram and changed it to Abraham. Yud, hi, is the second and the fourth letter of the father's name, right? Letter, Olivet, word of the father's name. Now, the second, number two, come from Bayet. And then the number four come from what? Dalit. Dalit mean what? Access. So what did he, and access, access to what? The kingdom of the, uh, the kingdom of heaven, government, teaching, and authority. You seeing this now? What did he tell Adam to do? The original source. He gave uh, that word abad, I bet Dalet access, right? Adam had an open heaven access to the kingdom, what? Government, authority, and teaching, right? Right? This, but he failed, did he not? So here the father come back and with this fourth letter, this, this, this fourth letter in his name, the high, the position of the four, is giving him access. You seeing it? Now high means what? A revelation of heaven in the earth. So Abram got a revelation of heaven of who he was in the earth. You seeing it? And he changed him to Abraham. Now when he changed his name to Abraham is when Yisik came. And when he changed his name to Abraham, he also changed Sarai to Sarah. <laughs> he changed her name from Sarah mean to dominate, <laughs> to be in charge, to Sarah, which means what? Princess. There's a difference between a princess and old, bold, bossy woman. <laughs> Brothers, you know what I'm talking about. All right, let's look at one more. All right, Barashi 17, 1 through 9. And we're going to deal with that later. And to my single women, are you still in charge? You're going to stay in charge, but you're going to be in charge by yourself, though. The father, you might get somebody, but it's not what the father gave you until you come to the point of being a princess. Barashi 17, 1 through 9. When Abram was 99 years old, Yahweh appeared to Abram and said to him, I am El Gabor, almighty. Walk before me and be blameless, and I will make my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abram fell on his face, and Elohim talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of what? Many nations. You seeing it? A father of what? Many nations. No longer, no longer shall your name be called father. Y'all seeing this? Father, father or ruler who have spiritual wisdom. And some say, you know, just uh, uh, exalted father. Now, he says, no longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be called what? Abraham. What did he do? He took the high, the second and fourth letter that spelled his name and gave it to him. But first he said, I'll make a covenant, didn't he? See, the covenant, the greater always give to the lesser. The lesser always take on something from the greater. Y'all seeing this? All right. No longer, okay, verse uh, 6 I will make you what? Exceedingly. Somebody exceedingly. See, at first he was a father, was he not? But now he have went from being a father to being what? Exceedingly. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make what? Nations of you, and come on, kings. Y'all catch it? Y'all catch this? Ambassadors. We have been restored back to our proper what? kingship, and kings shall come from you. Hmm. Verse 7, and I will establish my covenant. You see the word covenant keep coming up? 
covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be Elohim to you and your descendants after you. Also, I give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger, all the land of Canaan as an everlasting possession, I will be the Elohim. And Elohim said to Abraham, as for you, you shall do what? Keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you throughout their what? Generations. You should do what? Keep my covenant. What is he doing? What is he doing here? What was the first thing that uh, uh, Elohim gave to Adam? A command to do something, didn't he? He established a covenant. Your covenant is to do what? I've created you in my image and my likeness. Your covenant is to rule and govern the earth with the vision that you receive from me being connected to me. This is how you are to do it. And I want you to make earth just like heaven. That was the agreement. But what did Adam do? He committed declaration of independence. Notice when Masa Ezenigad took up the words, it wasn't no literal tree. He took, she took words from that fallen angel who appeared as an angel, a messenger of light. She took that word and obeyed him and took another way. Nothing happened until who took from her? To Adam got out of position as being a source, as being the foundation. Everything was supposed to come from him. He got the command. But when it came from her, he declared declaration of independence with her. He committed high treason. You seeing that? So it was possible that even if she had did what she did and he had stayed in his position, in his place, human beings still could have came from him uncontaminated. No, the father is limitless. He could have just took another rib, made another woman. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. Just, just food for thought. Food for thought. Let me get a little farther here. Let me get a little farther because I'm not, I'm not getting the whole down the road like I want to. Let's look at Moshe. You, you, you know what happened? Abraham, Abraham. What happened? Yisik was born, right? And out of Yisik came twelve sons, right? And those was what was the father, the father doing? Making that promise, formulating nations. He said nations. Those twelve were to produce what? Nations. He said, All everybody in the earth is going to be blessed through being connected to you. And I can show you in Galatium that if us by us being the seed of the Messiah, Yeshua, then we are the seed of Abraham. We tie right into this promise. Over in Galatians, Galatians, Galatians 3 and 16, 17, right down through there. Now, they th these 12 nations, what happened? They messed up, they went into slavery, right? In in Africa, in, in, in Egypt. Uh, what's the right name for Egypt in Kemet? Kemet. Kemet. That's the right name. Kemet. Egypt from a Greek word. So he wanted, let them stay there for some years, and then he says it's time for them to come out. When he brought them out, he sent Moshe in there to bring them out to be a nation, to be a kingdom of priests in the earth. That was his purpose all the time. He wanted to multiply. So Moshe, Elohim wanted Moshe, y'all got this up? He wanted to use Moshe to build a nation. He, he didn't change his plan. The same plan he had for Adam, same plan he had for Abraham, the same plan he had for Yisik, the same plan he got for Moshe. He sent him in there because he wanted to build a nation. The father concept is to build a nation that will reflect the kingdom of heaven concepts in the earth. It's still the same. So Ellen wanted to use Moshe to build a nation. Here's a point here. Laws, what do laws do? Laws govern, laws govern the culture of a nation. Now let's look at Exodus. Is that Exodus Shemoth? Yeah. I don't have my book. No, it's a book right there. Okay, 20 and 12. Watch this right here. This is the fifth commandment, word of the covenant. Covenant Command, commands come with covenant. Rules are established. A command means that you don't decide whether or not you're going to do it. This is something you're going to do. And you can't be in a covenant if you don't have this concept that it's not my choice on this. I'm in a covenant. I've been commanded to do this. Now, the grace teaching 
is totally opposite of this. Grace teaching actually wipes out, I mean the religious grace teaching, wipes out commands and covenants. Because grace teaching says you can do what you want to do, you're still going to heaven. Where the grace, where there's, you know, sin abound, grace abound, and, you know, just ask the Father to forgive you and keep going. You're still in the same mess, still breaking covenant, still infidel, still immoral in thoughts, lifestyle, and behavior path. Y'all catching this? And grace, the, the way grace is taught is taught to bring, bring the Father down to our standards instead of us getting up to his standards. Somebody ought to slap somebody. I felt like it. Somebody close my eyes. Slap somebody on that. Laws govern the culture of a nation. He said, the fifth, here's the fifth word principle of the covenant of the commands that he gave to Moshiach, who we wanted to use to make a nation of these people. He said, honor your what? Your father and your what else? Your mother. Man, I didn't even touch this. That your what? Days may be long upon the land which Yahweh Elohim is giving you. You see that? Now, the fifth, the number five, you remember, he took the high. Remember? Which is second and the fourth letter spelling Yahweh, and he put it, inserted into Abram, and he became Abraham. Y'all remember that now? You seeing it? This, now, this same high is the fifth command of the covenant, and it means to what? Reveal is to see heaven, a revelation of heaven in the earth. Y'all catching it? So he says the fifth one is that you need to see what heaven see concerning your father and your mother. You need to see the pattern of heaven concerning your father and your mother. If you want to see heaven, you need to see your father and mother in the right perspective. Because what is the father? He is the source. Who is the mother? She is the incubator of the source and the, the route or the way that the source is going to come through to populate the earth. See, um, we came from our father through our mother. So she is the matzah. She is the open door. She is the river, the water that's going to gush out and is gonna, uh, you're going to receive, I mean, you see the revelation of what's in the womb. The mother is the open mem. Closed mem is shaped like a womb. Open mem is shaped like a womb open, allowing that which was contained in it to come forth, talking about the child. The number that goes with mem is what? 40. Talking about the Hebrew alphabet mem. It's 40, right? 40 means what? Transition. It, it's the pictorial, the picture of what? Water. The baby, we all were in water in our mother's womb. When our womb opened, the water broke and the baby came out. Y'all catching this? You, you're seeing this? So the revelation of, of our parents, that, that mother, you spare mother arm, I left mem. The strong spirited one who carries and releases life from within herself. Spirit beings coming to the earth through the womb of a woman. Y'all catching it? All right. So honor your father and your mother. Now, we got to stop. But when we started, we showed you those stats concerning uh, things that are going on, uh, the secular people. The people don't have Holy Spirit in them as saying the number one need of the nation is a father. Fathers are lacking. Uh, we, we, got a, we got a crisis on our hand right now. They're seeing what the source is so they can see now. By studying people, how they act, behavior patterns, who in prison, who on drugs, who doing this, who doing that, all of them are saying, I don't have a father, I hate my father. They didn't have a pattern to go by. You catching this? All right. So he said, you honor the source, you honor your father and your mother, and you will live long. If you dishonor your father and mother, it don't take a first grader to figure this out. Your life won't be, won't, won't be long. Y'all catching this? If people are dying early because of this right here. You know what? You can honor someone and not obey them. I got the end on this one right here. Let's say your father's out of position or your mother's out of position. Your father tell you, son, you can go and have sex as long as you use a condom. That's out of position. Son, you can have a girlfriend. She can spend the night with you. That's out of position. Now, if that son know the word, that son can say, Father, I honor you as my father. And the word honor in Hebrew is uh, kabod. It means to 
have weight. Of va I value you. I came from you. I value you, but I can't obey that. Why? Because if I obey that, I disobey the Father. Now, you see the difference? Well, Mom, yeah, I know, I know this dress look good, and I know you want me to take it up some more, but I won't be a discreet, godly woman there. I, I, I honor you. I, I value you as my mother, but I can't obey you in that area. I, I can't. I just I can't do it. Well, go on, go on, go on, talk to Johnny. He, Johnny, he got plenty of money. He'll take care of you. Oh, oh, Willie, he, he just be down at that church all the time. He ain't got nothing. He broke and busted and disgusted. Willie ain't no good for you. Go on, marry Johnny. He'll take care of you. Uh, Mom, I honor you. However, which one I say got, got the money? Johnny? Johnny got money, but he ain't in the presence. I'm not hooking up with nothing that's out of the presence. Y'all seeing the difference now? We honor our biological parents as parents. We got the value. That's, that's, that's who I came from. However, just because it's your biological mother or father doesn't mean that they qualify or meet the standards of a father or mother. Because you have people that can father you and mother you. They didn't, you didn't come from their womb or didn't come from their seed, but they still can father you or mother you because they got the qualities and characters in their life that you need, that you need to pattern after. Y'all seeing this now? Okay, let me uh, at least give you the, the word meaning for father. We'll stop here. Man, I, I call myself doing something short. Okay, now, here's the meaning for the word father. Pro what? Progenitor, right? And what, what is pro? You know, pro-life? Genes. Genes. Come on, generations come from the seed. Generations. Generations. We get genes from both parents. Y'all catch this? But the father is the one that started. They kick it off. You ain't having no baby unless you get pregnant. That's why two men can't make, can't make a kingdom family. Two women cannot make a king. That child is in an unfair situation. Having two men in that house and the one of them called no other a woman. They cannot produce. Two women cannot produce. One of them acting like a man, but she a woman. I mean, how confused would you be? Okay, here's mama, and that's supposed to be daddy, but dad is a woman. A woman acting like a man, and this, here's mama acting like a woman. Wait, hold on now. Where? Oh, you got two men. There's daddy, and that's supposed to be mama, but uh, dad acting like a woman, but dad is a man. Wouldn't you be confused? You know, it's confusion out here. And here's the next one. Let's get through. Uh, here's a a word definition for father. Strong leader, foundation of the family. A strong leader and a foundation of the family. A source of what nourisher, sustainer. It's, it, it's, it means more than paying your child support. Okay, a what? Provider. A upholder. A developer. A head protector. Y'all seeing this stuff here? So here again, just because a man had a baby doesn't mean he meet these qualifications. Fathers have to be mentored. And if that father, if that man didn't have a mentor pattern or pattern after, what do you expect? Or if that woman didn't have a pattern to mentor after, what do you expect? That's why she acting the way she act, because they didn't pay attention to the foundation. Built a great house. Ooh, my family, we got money. My kids going to private school. We doing this and doing that and all kind of junk going on. The foundation is messed up. Y'all catching this? All right, so if you got a good foundation, value that. Even if that person is not a good foundation to you, a good uh, mother to you, you still value them. That's how you got here. But relative to a pattern, their lifestyle, no. Relative to listen to their counseling advice relationships, no. Relative to listen to them in terms of being born again, your spiritual life, no. They can't give it to you. Now you see the need? Okay, we're going to have to stop here. Yeah, we're going to stop. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, we're going to pick this up, okay? All right. So we kind of scratched the surface on that, opening that up. Uh, Holy Spirit dealt with us and, you know, so you need to deal with this here. So we, we believe in that this right here. This, this is the point. We mentioned about being planted by the rivers of living water. 
In order to do that, first, you got to be born how? Again, Nicodemus, Ben-Garan in the Hebrew, his actual name, a rabbi came to Yeshua, another master rabbi. And he went at night because, you know, the religious folk would have got on him about that, you know, religious folk. He, 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 he said he ain't no Christian, so you can't be fellowshipping with him. You know, he went to him. He said, listen, man, I, I know you I know you the one and I know you got you got the good. You got the real deal. So how can I how can I get this? And Yeshua said, listen, you got to be born again. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. And then he said, OK, all right, because he was so committed. He was so into Yeshua's teaching and he was believe he had a a system of belief that anything Yeshua said, he would try to do it. He said, well, well how am I going to do it? Do I need to go back? Is, is there a way to go back in my mother's womb and be born again? Or how, how, how can this happen? Then that's when he told him that was born of flesh, flesh, that was born of spirit, of spirit. So the point I'm making is that when you get through finding out that you're a Hebrew, <laughs> and when you get through uh, finding out your, your ancestry, and your identification and who you are and where you come from, it ain't going to benefit you nothing if you don't get born again. And the only way to get born again is you have to go through the Son and get to the Father. You have to own up and acknowledge that Yeshua is Lord. You are in a state of rebellion by birth, born with a sinful uh, nature to carry out evil deeds and just say to the Father, I don't want to do it no more. I want to be born again. Wash me in your blood. And that's it. That's it. And after you do that, you definitely need to get with a pastor teacher that can teach you the kingdom message. Appreciate you much. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, we here in the Power of Faith Kingdom Center for Ambassadors. We are getting ready to occupy some land we've been waiting on. Yes, sir. We're getting ready to build. Yes, sir. It's on like the break of dawn. Y'all get ready for us. We coming. Shalom.